can tell funny stories. Ah, remember that time? What's his name? Did that thing? Yeah, you did. Oh man. So I suppose I should say uh, to all the people who are uh, just tuning in, welcome to Copyright Matters. This is our first episode. My name is Matt Armstrong, and I am a musician in the Orlando area. And with me is Sean Starbuck. Hey! Hi, everybody. Singer-songwriter extraordinaire out of uh, Nashville. And uh, we're here to talk about uh, issues of copyright as it pertains to churches, specifically. Today's episode is titled, Why Should I Care? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I don't know. Why should we care? Right. It's, uh, it's probably the most important question any church will face. Yeah, I mean, as mm-hmm. I've been thinking about this, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of sets the, the standard by which all other questions are answered. The golden uh, why. Yeah. Why, why should I care? And once you answer that question, then as a, a church community, you can start coming up with answers to the more specific questions that you might encounter. But it all yeah. begins with, you know, really, why should I, why should I care? And before we get uh, too far into this, we do have to do the legal disclaimer, which is to say that we are not lawyers and we are not legal experts in U.S. copyright law. So please do not take uh, any of the information that we're sharing here as legal advice. This podcast is meant to be a conversation about issues regarding copyright and how it pertains to churches. And while we do everything we can to make sure the information that we are offering is accurate and correct, we're not responsible for any errors. And you should not assume that this is legal advice. If you do need legal advice, if you need someone to help you with this stuff, you need to contact a licensed attorney in your area who specializes in copyright law. And if there's anybody out there who's listening uh, who is an expert, and if we make any mistakes, please let us know because we will correct them on future episodes and make sure the information that we are delivering is as perfect as it can be. Mm. I think the only reason you had to say that is because you got me joining you, man. <laughs> you never know. I might start talking about something weird. So uh, we started off with, uh, as we were talking about this, you know, what are the positive impacts of doing copyright the right way? Mm-hmm. And we start off with uh, spiritual integrity. What does doing the right thing say about your spiritual integrity? And Sean, you, you posted some questions to people on the internet asking them, you know, why should yeah. I do this? And that was interesting to get their their opinions and their perspectives right. on it. Yeah, most of the people responded with really the heart, which was the integrity and doing the right thing. And the biblical passage is like, yeah, you know, make sure that you honor God and to you know give to Caesar what is Caesar's, things like that. People are really just saying it's it's the right thing to do and the church should be saying uh, or setting the pace you know, for the rest of the world. Even in a, a thing like copywriting, which can be easy or difficult depending on where you're at, it's, it's still very important to follow through and to honor God through that. It was really cool to see that, that people were really were going uh, in that direction. So now I think with the spiritual integrity too, um, just, just personally as I was thinking about this, Matt, was very clear that God you know, just the principle of whatever you sow into is something that you'll reap. And if you honor God in the things in your life, not just in this, but in every area of your life, then God uh, God has more of an opportunity to really pour out His blessing, not just on you, but the other songwriters and publishers. And there's just more opportunity for God to do some great things. So doing the right thing, which is following through with this, um, this is so huge in a spiritual 
matter, of course, man. So, yeah, I was cool. looking at spiritual integrity, and uh, it brought to my mind uh, something that you and I have talked about before, an idea that you uh, have brought up about the motivations for people for doing things, you know, being yeah. required to do something or being paid to do something or feeling right. guilty or obligated to do something and then ultimately wanting to do something. You know, and ultimately, I think what we want to get to as a Christian community, and I think, you know, that's one of the things that's very difficult for people to get to with copyright issues. It's it's hard to get motivated and excited about wanting to do it. So we end up doing it sure. because we feel that we're required to do it. Well, technically, we're always required to do it, but yeah. uh, we're either getting paid to or we feel guilty about doing it. And I think trying to get people into a place where they can get motivated, be like, you know what? I want to do this. I want to make sure that royalties are paid out to these artists because I realize that there's human beings behind copyright. Right. There's real lives that are being impacted by Absolutely. doing this. A lot of uh, worship leaders, pastors have this idea of it as I'm an artist and I'm very, uh, I, I live off of inspiration. I think a lot of times some of these organizational things, these uh, type of tasks are like, oh, I'm not inspired, so I'm really just not going to put any effort into it. But we have to also, on the other end, step out of that and step above that excuse and say, look, no, I, I do have a responsibility, not because I'm under any kind of pressure, but I have a responsibility to honor God, to honor uh, my community, to honor the people and the lives that have poured into the system. And really, when you get deep in the beauty of, of the system of copywriting and you start to see and value why, well, there's a lot of great reasons of why this is in place and the protection and the different avenues of of really seeing things come back into the kingdom um, is just huge. So we have to, as artists and pastors, there's a, there's a moral and ethical and social responsibility for us to to do this to go beyond just the required to obligation perspective and get to yeah. the i really want to do this yeah 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 yeah. yeah which brought me to uh something i was thinking about the more you support the musicians who are creating the music that is blessing your community you're yeah. making it possible for them to create yet more music to bless your community absolutely so that kind of positive feedback loop is there. It's, you know, you actually are having uh, the ability to tell the contemporary Christian music community, hey, we really like what this uh, artist or this uh, ministry or this group of people are producing. And mm -hmm. that's going to get heard through the small amount of effort that's really required in order to do yep. the, the copyright reporting the way it's supposed to be done. So that's Absolutely. another one of those positive ways. It's kind of self-serving in that she's like, well, you know, I, I like yeah. this particular style of music. Well, that's great. And, you know, go ahead and make sure that you're doing copyright the way you're supposed to do it, because that's telling yeah. the industry this is this is having an impact. This is making a difference. Sure. And then, of course, there's the other element of just having a positive impact on the musicians themselves. You know, uh, mm -hmm. I was talking with somebody last night about uh, the the idea that a lot of people have that music should be free. That we, we mm -hmm. live in this world now where like, but, you yeah. know, I just don't want to have to, I don't think I should have to pay for music. Right. And he says, <laughs> the guy I was talking to said, yeah, and then try being the musician who's trying to, you know, do that. And you're like, but how am I going to buy bread? You know, I can't yeah. keep making music if I can't earn at least something. Yeah, it's, it's hard for a person who's not really wrapped up in music to understand the amount of even just financial capital that has to to be invested to making 
a song or record, you know, you've got to actually like spend the actual time writing it, crafting it. Then you've got to pre-produce it. Then you got to track it. Then you got to, you know, mix it. Then you got to, you know, get it mastered and you got to get duplicated and loaded up. And there's a lot of resources that go into this. Even if you're just talking about one song, Hey, I'm going to release a single and you're thousands and thousands of dollars into it. And everybody's like, Hey, let's just, uh, let's just, stream this online and <laughs> the artist ends up back with 30 you know 30 cents maybe three dollars or something back and they've just poured thousands of dollars into this and so as cap bmi and csac and uh, ccli and all these organizations that have gone to fight for the artist and said hey we're gonna help you get some stuff back when people use your music or when it's used in a movie or used in a church or whatever um there's money already being spent to make that happen, but the artist doesn't get it back unless somebody lets someone else know that's actually taking place. So that's where I think it's really cool when people in the church can play such a small part but make such a huge impact into uh, an artist. Like for me, times that people have used my music and I get a check back and I'm like, wow, and it's it's encouraging too to know that God's actually using that to like actually didn't just waste money on, on the kingdom and just because I wanted to hear my music done. But I think every artist, the desire should be, I want to get this message out so it will actually minister. And it's just great to get that back, not just financial, but an encouragement to say, man, other people are using this song that God gave to me. Well, God gives us stuff to steward. And we have to steward things well. So even though God gives me a song, I say, it's God's song. God also says, I want you to take care of it. And that would be like, hey, God gave me a child. So I guess my child, I have no responsibility to actually take care of my child. It's God's child. You go ahead and take care of my son, world. Do whatever you want. No, I'm not. I'm going to do what I need to do to make sure that my child is taken care of. And then also... Make sure that other people are treating my child in the same way, you know, taking yeah. care of and respecting him. So these songs are our babies. They're our kids. They're, they do belong to God, but they also are a responsibility. And the churches and the community at large is responsibility to take care of them as well. So. Yeah. What are the potential problems that you can face? The problems can sometimes be motivators as well. Uh, when you realize, sure. hey, if I don't do this, I could, well, what really could happen? And there's a lot of myths that are out there about what can happen. If you start looking at stuff online, you're able to find a group of people who believe that the church is, is fully exempt from all copyright law. They have a lot of very vehement attitudes about how this is all ridiculous and we should never pay for anything and we're totally exempt from it. And it's kind of like those people who try to argue that the government can't levy a, a, an income tax. You know, they're a, a sovereign citizen and these sorts of things. And unfortunately, that's just not true. You know, you sure. you are still a part of the United States and, you know, as a citizen of this country and you're still required to abide by the laws of the country. Right. So this idea that uh, just because you're a part of a church means that you can, you know, get away with not doing these things is just patently untrue. I mean, all of the resources that exist to help churches do the right thing I mean, exist because you are required to do them. And these yeah. companies want to make it easy for you. They want to help you. Right. The negative impacts from a spiritual integrity perspective is we live in a world that is generally hostile to the gospel message. And when we don't do what we're supposed to do, it really just reinforces 
oh, well, you know, churches, and they think they can get away with anything. Yeah. And it really hurts the gospel message when we have to fight against our own mistakes. Yeah. It nurtures and grows a, a selfish heart. And I think things bleed into one another. They they kind of run off and whatever type of attitude or behavior or you know life that you think they run over. And, and even in copywriting, if you say, well, I don't really care. I don't really. Then I think there's potential too spiritually where that runs off into your team, uh, your leadership, um, the volunteers, and and they start to see, well, they don't really care about that. Do they care about this? What else are they not caring about that they should care about? It's kind of like light. It opens up and shows just how much impact it, it communicates to someone and is like, what? I mean, you're paying t- attention to that detail because you're being above reproach and you're trying to be like Christ. Like, wow, that's awesome flip it and it's like oh you you don't really care like okay i guess it's not that important to me either and that can trickle into discipleship to other let's say you're a leading pastor in the community or you're uh, somebody that the you know other churches look to and say what are those guys doing and then they look into your system and they're like well they don't really care about that they're not really pay attention to that so i guess i don't either and then that just you know funnels through this like man it's just really not good I think people are watching what you're doing and you should definitely try to do the right thing. Yeah. So I was also looking at churches that had made mistakes and been called out on that, uh, usually in the form of lawsuits or cease and desist orders. And it's very hard to find examples of that. And I think one of the reasons it's hard to find examples of people getting called out is that nobody ends up looking good in this situation. A publisher who's responsible for stewarding an artist's material does not want to be seen suing a church. Right. And on the other side, a church doesn't want to be seen being sued, you know, for doing the wrong thing. So the only way anyone's going to know that this is happening is if it's self-reported. And finding self-reported honesty about, yeah, a church in our community, you know, had this issue is really hard to find. But I did find a couple of examples Uh, where that is happening. So it got me thinking, just because we don't hear about it doesn't mean that it's not happening. Right. And I think that's kind of the bigger point to take away. I'll go, well, you know, it must not be a big deal because I can't really find a lot of examples. When you think about it from the right perspective, though, you go, yeah, I can see why you wouldn't find a lot of examples. And that just because you can't find them doesn't necessarily mean that it's not happening. It's just that nobody really wants to be seen doing this. So we're, everyone's going to try to just deal with this under the table and keep it out of the public view. Right. I've spent some time both working with and uh, talking with professional musicians in the contemporary Christian music community. And one of the realities that a lot of artists have to deal with is looking for alternate revenue streams that when Mm -hmm. churches aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing you still need to provide shelter for your family you still need clothes for your kids you still need food to Mm -hmm. eat and gas for your car and all the rest and so you have to come up with alternative ways of making money just to be able to survive right so not doing that does have a real impact um on the ability of the individual artist to be able to just get through, you know, their daily lives. And then beyond that, even in the music that they create, one of the artists that I uh, spent some time talking with 
said they had to literally alter the way they do uh, shows in order Mm -hmm. to find a way to bring in some more income because the music is not supporting their ability to actually just deliver music. They have to deliver music and do these other things in order to make ends meet. And you know what's sad too, man, is like, and I was sharing with you last week about how I got my letter back in in it. CCLI does a great job of letting you know what's going on. And they say, this is how much money came in. So all these different churches of different sizes pay a a license fee every year and they, they pay it. Like, and this is, here's, this is going to cover us, like, according to how many people we have and how many services we use and all this kind of stuff. And we're just going to put it all out there and you guys. So then you see how much they brought in and then you see how much went back out to the artists and you're like, whoa, like there's so much more that could have gone back, uh, back into the artists. If somebody would just would have said, click this, this person, you know, did this, we used this, we, we downloaded this, we streamed this, we printed that, like. All that money is has already been paid for. It's already been put in there. It just doesn't get received on the other end, and that's the sad part. I think as as far as the church really not taking time to do that is is that you've you've just really just you've handed over money already, um, you know, to this company, and then the people who really should get it never even see it. And it's so easy. It really is not a a major overwhelming thing that's going to be financially or even time wise Uh that much of a burden. But it really comes back to, you know, why should I care? I kind of summed it up this way. This is the way I, you know, I spent a lot of time thinking about this. And churches have low risk of getting in trouble, Mm -hmm. but a high liability for getting in trouble. Because we work with so much copyrighted material, the chances of doing something in a way you shouldn't be doing them is extremely high. You know, you just you're dealing with so much material, but you're it's a really low risk of actually getting called out on not doing what you should be doing. So navigating that tension and then the other element of it is that even if you are doing what you should be doing, no one's probably going to notice or even be aware that you're doing these things. But God notices. Yeah. And for me, I think the why really just reveals the motivation of of your heart. And uh, if you don't care, then you really don't care about other people because you don't really care about the artists and the the publishers and the record companies that have invested in this stuff. Um, You just don't care. You're just going to take what you want and use it up. And that that shows, man, do you really care? Uh, Do you care about the kingdom? Do you care about the larger is your world bigger than yourself? Is your world bigger than your church? Um, can you see the bigger picture of things going on? Yeah, and then yeah. the la- and the last thing, and again, it, there are some self-serving things. And if these are vehicles for people to want to start getting better engaged in copyright, is just you know, yeah. what do I get out of it? It's also a form of stewardship and protection for yeah. your ministry's financial resources, sure. because if you do get in trouble. It's not going to be pretty. It's right. going to be a big burden on your yeah. ministry's financial and time resources to then have to deal with the consequences of it. So yeah. if you just do what you need to do and do like what you're supposed to do, you're providing a form of protection for your communities. You don't have to worry about that. You can just focus on the gospel. You can yeah. just focus on delivering the message and not and someplace in the back of your head being worried, well, I hope we don't get caught yeah. or I hope we're doing the right thing. 
Yeah, and especially for the pastors and worship pastors, if you want to shepherd well, I mean, that's a great example that you said right there, like protect the sheep, like you should do everything you can to just really protect them. If you've got thoughts, you've got ideas, things that uh, you think we uh, got right, got wrong, would like us to elaborate on, you can tweet to me at 0 to 60 Music. You can visit the Facebook page at 0 to 60 Music Services on Facebook. You can send an email to Copyright Matters, all one word, at 0to60musicservices.com. And, of course, you can just go to the website, 0to60musicservices.com, and that'll be a great place for you to get some good information. So thanks for, uh, for listening. <laughs>